Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, we're talking about She-Hulk, episode three. It's here. It's full of law, and it's exciting. And there were so many things that showed up in this episode that I'm excited to talk about if we think they have future implications or if it was just sort of like, here, look at this. This is funny. Uh, So, first thoughts on episode three. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, my first thoughts are going to be, is this just a repeat of episode two? And are we getting the villains of Walmart in this series? <laughs> okay. Solid. Solid. How about you, Elisa? <laughs> I'm just so excited that we appear to have been gifted the Avengers sitcom that Tumblr has been begging for for approximately 13 years. And I am really, really enjoying this. Uh, I feel like I feel like there are going to be people who are complaining because the show has, at least so far, been pretty low stakes. Dude, I am loving the low stakes nature of this show. It is just a fun lawyer show. It's like if Allie McBeal... <laughs> Had a baby with God. What's a superhero movie? Uh, Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> is okay. Is Ally McBill streaming anywhere? I it was on Netflix. I don't know uh, if it still is. I feel like I remember seeing the screen. So I've I never watched that show. So I feel like I need to go watch a few episodes just to kind of because because you know She Hulk's definitely been referenced closer to Ally McBill than anything else. Yeah, it's um, it was a little bit before my time, so I've only seen like a couple episodes, but enough to kind of get like mm-hmm. the vibe of the show. What She Hulk has reminded me of that is a lady lawyer show is uh, uh, it's not called Drop Dead Gorgeous, but it's uh, Drop Dead something. Uh, oh my gosh, Drop Dead. I'm sorry. One moment. No, please. I feel like I know what Continue you're talking your about. Continue your conversation. <laughs> The top, 
The topic is superhero movies that aren't the Hulk. Go ahead. <laughs> drop Dead Hulk. Diva. Drop Dead Diva. That's ah. the name of the show. Okay. And so in that show, she's also in like a different body than she's supposed to be. Uh, and so that is dragged out for way too long. Mm. The mm. whole <laughs> the whole story about how she's dead but is alive in a body that isn't hers. And like she works with her fiance that doesn't know it's her. It's, oh. like, it's like eight seasons of this. Oh, that's that's seven seasons too many. Oh yeah, and it's and it's in the the olden days when they had like twenty two episodes apiece, oh. and they were hour long episodes. Oh no! That being said, <laughs> it's a great show. <laughs> I just had that conversation with my fiance yesterday. We started watching uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, uh, and. We got to the end of the first season, and I didn't realize it was the end of the first season. I was like, for sure, we're on season like three or four. It was like, no, this is the end of season one, episode 22. Season two has 25 episodes. I was like, oh, the golden age of TV? Bring that back. She-Hulk better have 28 episodes. Uh, My first thoughts for for this episode episode are, I feel like they're testing the waters for a Deadpool movie because there are so many fourth wall breaks and they're getting much more like blatant about it being a fourth wall break. I feel like early on it was more like explaining the story. Now it's like, Hey, we know that this is a fourth wall break. Here's why we're breaking the fourth (laughs) wall. Are you keeping up with what's going on? Here's what's happening. So it's like, okay, all right. Um, but I enjoyed it. I agree. The stakes are low, so I don't have to worry about anything. But then it's Marvel. So there's this weird, like, base level of, well, I should be worried about this because they're popping stuff up every now and then the episode that are kind of like hinting at there may be something bigger going on that maybe we yeah. just haven't gotten to yet. And this is like a WandaVision situation where four episodes in all of a sudden everything breaks wide open and it's a completely different show. I hope so. I, I, yeah, that's, this is basically like going into like the third, I'll just call it like the third act of this episode. It straight up felt like we just literally just want, like, why are you re-explaining everything that we've gotten in the first? I don't want that every episode. Mm -hmm. Like that's just going to make this drag forever. Yeah, I think that they, I remember when this, when they were like talking about this, when the trailer came out and they did mention a lot that like, it's a law show. Like it's not a superhero show. It's a law show. And like, you can see that, but I think if they stick with the like two story structure, Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. If there's like one main story, going on and then there's a side story that's just like a case that the superhero division is dealing with like i'm fine with that i do think that it would be better suited for a longer episode the fact that they cut the episodes down and made them shorter it is kind of like well now it feels like you're trying to cram two storylines in what essentially is enough time for one storyline but i haven't hated it um i think that it's it's fun and it's what I was walking into the show expecting more of as opposed to a like more traditional Marvel show. 
which is sounds weird to say they've only been doing them for like what a year <laughs> and a half but yeah i think this one's definitely completely different than the others in just the way that they lay out the episode very different yeah um well i i think we we get into some of the uh the excitement that happened in this episode um so there's one storyline we'll we'll get this out of the way quick because it has essentially zero to do with what the actual storyline of She-Hulk seems to be but it's the it's the lawyer side of the show um mm-hmm. we have the oh, I should have written his name down I thought I would remember it's it Dennis Yeah Dennis Dennis Dennis, Dennis. <laughs> um and his ex-girlfriend who turns out to be a light elf from Asgard, from New Asgard, excuse me. New Asgard. Um, Yeah, they made sure to (laughs) straighten that out. Um, Tricked him into thinking that he was dating Megan the Stallion. I thought that it was a strange thing to throw into the show to, like, pull a random celebrity and make them, like not only a character by name, but then she actually shows up in the episode. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening right now? Yeah. This is so weird. I remember when, uh, they sent out the tweet that Megan, the Stallion is going to be in the MCU, but they didn't share much detail. And I was just like, let's see <laughs> where this is going to go. <laughs> it It's making me think because I feel like I've seen five or six, similar like announcements about random mm-hmm. celebrities being like oh they're in the MCU now and now I'm starting to think like are they in the MCU or are they just in the MCU you know what I mean right. like yeah I know what you mean so it's fine it's whatever it was weird I don't know that I'm super into when they try to like make the MCU our universe like when they take like if they take a celebrity that's a celebrity here in -hmm. real life and then they make them oh that person's a celebrity in the comics and everyone's their fan and it's like that's weird though (laughs) like yeah i don't know some uncanny valley this happening there um but long story short we get to see pugliati uh bust out his law chops. I was hoping that maybe there would be like, we'd get a peek at whether or not he has a power. Um, mm. But no, that didn't happen. Um, he was just able to solve the case basically by having Jen describe how terrible Dennis is. And the judge was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> uh, I did think that the... The lady, whoever they got to play the uh, the elf, was amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought she was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> What's her name? She looks so familiar. I don't know, but she killed it. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and yeah. just like the whole elf storyline was funny. How like every time somebody would leave the room, they'd walk back in and say the complete opposite, and you were like, "This is weird." And then it was like, "Oh, that's oh, okay. I get it." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that was kind of like the B story 
to this episode. Uh, it was fun. Again, no real stakes. I was trying to remember if we ever encountered lot elves in any of the Thor movies. Because I know we got the dark ones. Did we get lot elves? We have not. Uh, they are from the comics. Uh, mm-hmm. They appeared in Alpha Flight. Um, but I do not believe that we have even had a mention of light elves. In yeah, I think this is the, the first time uh, on screen. Mm-hmm. It is interesting because it seems like they're using the same sort of transformation magic that Loki uses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the twist is that it's actually just Loki. I know. Well, that's what I, I kept thinking. Like, is this going to end that it's like, that's Loki or like Loki's daughter or some spin-off version of Loki? Because like, I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to get Loki soon, right? Like we have to get Loki yeah. before the next season of Loki. Well, so maybe the and Loki in the comics, he does have a daughter, but she doesn't have any powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just kind of around. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the actress is Peg O'Keefe, and she was in Doom Patrol. Interesting. Who is she in Doom Patrol? I just watched the new season. Uh, Betty Ann Bucklestone. Wow. Great name. <laughs> episode 1917 <laughs> Patrol. Her first, um, her the first thing listed on her IMDb was uh, the narrator in Curse of the Blair Witch. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. I don't know. Well, this is a f- Not far cry from that. F- <laughs> yeah. That was in 99. And... <laughs> anyway, that's cool. Yeah, I liked... Uh, I did like having her kind of just pop in as like, because it's almost like you want to go back and rewatch and like, like, you know. Yeah. Who, yeah shape, like who? now we got like <laughs> this other shape shifting being mm-hmm. in, around and it's just like how many of them are there and mm-hmm. like, what are we going to see? And I'm wondering also, if these characters that, that are like a part of these cases are going to show up again through this season or if it's just mm-hmm. like one and done like titania like are we gonna see her again or was that just episode Uh, and that's so frustrating we're supposed to see her some more because uh jamila jamil has talked about titania being a continuing character on the show and she refers to her as being annoying (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's like uh at the at the beginning you know when we kind of uh when jennifer just looks at the screen and it's just kind of like Yes, like all these people are going to be throughout, you know, but doesn't mention Titania, which is interesting. I feel like at this point they should address that like, oh, remember Titania? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to see her again. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're building up to that. <laughs> well, hopefully soon because, you know, I feel like I keep going back and forth on who's going to be the villain in this series and something happened in this episode that was like, Hold on. So is this the villain? Now, now we got now I got three people that I'm looking at as potential <laughs> villains. So obviously Titania, because I'm pretty sure. Well, in the comics, she is a like a big She-Hulk villain, but also yeah. the amount 
that the actress has spoken about her being in it because I do remember seeing that. It's like, okay, well, she's in it and she's a villain. So is she the villain? But then Abomination, who like this whole episode, as far as like Jen is concerned, it was her dealing with Emil's case and getting him off on parole. And there was a little bit of like a, I don't know, he's kind of creepy and I don't know that he's not going to turn into Abomination again. So I don't know if he's the villain. And then something happens that I am excited to talk about for a number of reasons, but I don't want to get too into that before we talk about Emil. So we'll talk about the main case for this episode, which is the Emil Blonsky case slash his escape from prison. Hmm. Um, we got Wong and we got Wong in the most like <laughs> in your face way where there's a fourth wall break and Jen explains that this isn't going to be one of those shows where you get a cameo, a new cameo every week, except you do get Bruce and you do get Emil and you do get Wong. Wong. So it is one of those shows. Um, and Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, and Megan Thee Stallion, oh, here, which yeah, was not talked about until late. But uh, <laughs> I thought it was really funny when she calls her uh, paralegal and she's explaining how she's like stalking Wong on social media. <laughs> and I just think it's funny to think that Wong has social media. Like, Oh, uh, that's like the best part is, <laughs> and it's like his LinkedIn Wong's or something. LinkedIn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, I think the best moment is, and I hope like you can't show us this. You got to give us something, but Wong is a target sales associate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere, but it's almost like, and it was like in Nepal. Like I just want to see him like stroll into a target and like, they know like, but they know him as like the, an employee, you know? Right. I don't, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. She pointed out that he's just got the one name. Like, yeah. Not first, not last, just one. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I do hope that we get some, some more backstory on, on where Wong maybe started his career towards uh, being the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, There were a a couple funny moments with Wong. Um, Like when he said he lost track of time, I took that as like a ha-ha because Doctor Strange has the time stone and Mm -hmm. Wong doesn't. So he lost track of time. Uh, I'm going to put in laughter there. And everyone will think it was really funny. And of course. We also, he's very like straightforward with the, mm-hmm. you know, saying like, yeah, oh yeah, I, I took him against his will and then I offered him to escape prison, but he said no, he wanted to come back. And I was like, that's, I mean, you're just admitting, you're, you're just admitting to a crime. And then he does it again in front of the parole board and they say the and same they just, thing. Yeah. They're like, you just admitted to a crime, so you're under arrest. And then now Wong just left. Yep. He's a Sorcerer Supreme. He doesn't care. Um, <laughs> but uh, we also... Oh, he seems so chill. Like being yeah. a Sorcerer Supreme, 
there's got to always be something going on, right? Yeah. Well, and like, he, he, this is clearly post post No Way Home because he yeah. says, I'm not going to erase everyone's memory. It can mm-hmm. get messy. Mm-hmm. So funny, but also it kind of gives us like a general timeline. I don't know if this is, I mean, I assume that this is post multiverse, Talk. right? I mean, Shang-Chi has been this phase, so... Mm-hmm. Yes? Question mark? So, like, he already, like, got beat up. And I was trying to look, because, like, it looks like he has a scar. And so I was like, is that something from... Is that, like, a deep cut from Wanda, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I haven't seen anything about that, so... Maybe not. Maybe that was just my imagination running wild. But Wong has seen a lot lately. So it makes sense that he's just kind of like, I don't care. That's his attitude. Yeah, exactly. He's like, so what? I took Abomination and I fought him because I needed somebody that was worthy to train against. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So in theory, that means Wong can beat Abomination. I know we we like sort of saw that happen in Shang Chi, but it was also kind of alluded to that maybe like it was he he like threw the fight because he hits Wong and Wong's like don't hit so hard, you know. So it's like, hmm. oh, is so did he actually win that fight or hmm. uh, it's a little sketchy there. The question is, is like if we do get a World War Hulk, are we going to see Wong fight Hulk? I I mean. I would hope so, because now it yeah. seems like he should at least be able to hold his own. Right. I don't know. That'd be cool, though. I do want a World War Hulk, like a real World War Hulk. I know we kind of mm-hmm. got like a little bit of Easter eggy World War Hulk in mm. Ragnarok. But um, I want to know what you guys think Emil's real plan is. Uh, it's alluded to that he has all these soulmates that show up for his trial and they're going to financially support him to farm this piece of land or to, excuse me, open a a meditation uh, camp on this piece of land that he has. I don't know. I don't know that that's what's (laughs) happening because he didn't seem very happy when they were like, hey, you have to promise us like, you're never going to turn into Abomination again or you're coming back to jail. I, having recently rewatched the Hulk movie with you two, I think maybe now that he has merged the personalities like uh, Bruce has, like Jennifer has, he thinks he can actually do what he intended to do in the first place, which is to be like the ultimate soldier. And so maybe he's just hoping he can return to that because he even says in the last episode that he basically uh, is on loan to the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's planning on going straight to them and being like, what have you got for me? Interesting. Yeah, interesting. that's very interesting. Yeah, that's the, uh, you know, is the mil like... Where's the military in all this? You would mm-hmm. think the military would just be be in the shadows around this court case because they're 
you know, they basically want to own him and use him for and they made whatever, him. you know. <laughs> right. It's also like, um, you know, who is still around, not around, um, to be ready for his release. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying the whole like Zen meditation. Like mm-hmm. I'm clearly he's gonna have some plans and be up to something. But also it's like uh Valentina may show up and be like you know, she may just kind of show up and and kind of move him. With the way the show's going, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a post credit at the meditation <laughs> place. <laughs> I figure like it's probably gonna exist in some form. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Abomination, like getting Tim Roth back, there's got to be something more to this character and, and what's going to go on. Like that's, that's one thing that aggravated me near the end of the show is like when he's turning into Abomination, just like all the like the back and forth and the editing there. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't they show like I wanted to see more? Mm-hmm. It's like we barely got to see him. I think they may be holding back a little because we are going to get more Abomination in this. Mm-hmm. And this sort of, I have a theory of what's going to happen um, based on something else that happens in this episode, which we'll, we'll go ahead and, and dive into. Um, so there's a scene where Jen is walking to her car. A guy in a hard hat comes up and grabs her. And another guy comes up with like a crowbar. And they basically are threatening her. She realizes she can turn into the Hulk. She turns into She-Hulk, and you get a glance at this crew that is attacking her, and it is, I mean, I'm pretty sure that this is the Wrecking Crew, and we're getting them. Uh, For all of you fans who don't know the Wrecking Crew, I'm sure you know who the Wrecker is. He literally has a Asgardian crowbar. Um... There's also Thunderball, Thunderball, who swings around a giant ball on a chain. Surprise. <laughs> um, we also get Bulldozer, and we get Pile Driver. Uh, in the comics, they make up the Wrecking Crew, and they essentially show up to get beaten relatively easy. They're like they're like one tier above goons, but. <laughs> you know, one tier below villains. So mm-hmm. they always get their butts kicked and that's kind of what they're here to do. Um, they get their butts kicked, but not before one of them tries to stab Jen with what seems to be some sort of either injector or what is later described, I guess, as a way to get a blood sample. Mm-hmm. Um, they mentioned that they, the leader is going to be mad the leader, as we know, is a Hulk villain. And I'm thinking that the leader is going to be the actual big bad for this season. And since he wasn't able to get Jen's blood, now that Emil is out, they're going to go after Emil. And that's when we're going to see Abomination. Um, and then Jen is going to have to help keep abomination out of prison hmm. because he probably only turns into abomination to protect himself from them stealing his blood. So as much as I feel like it would make more sense for abomination to be a villain, 
I'm thinking that maybe he is rehabilitated and is going to be in like a hard situation because the leader is trying to steal his blood. I don't know if we're going to get Bruce back at all. I think he's just gone. But that's my theory. I would think we'll get like one, maybe two more like post-credit with with Bruce and whatever he's up to. I mean, hopefully we see what he's up to. Yeah, the, the this whole wrecking crew, like the change on them was funny because like in the comics they actually have like powers. Mm-hmm. Whereas here it just seems like they're just more so humans that have as guardian things that they're using as weapons cuz like the way like she throws some of these guys I'm like you're done like if oh, you yeah. have no superhuman power like you're crushed yeah she smashed one guy's head into another guy's head so yeah, hard like, that the other guy flew against the wall yeah like <laughs> he's dead uh, there, there's so who do you think their leader is so i think their leader is the leader um which is a oh the, uh, the guy with the big brain so so oh could we get him from incredible hulk come back I would love to see Tim Blake Nelson again. It, yeah. Maybe. I mean, if we were getting, you know, we're getting Abomination back. Mm-hmm. We, Let's get the whole set of Tims. Right? <laughs> do it's you, possible. Do you think it could be Kingpin? Mm. I. So when, it, when he first mentioned it, I thought that it was Kingpin because mm-hmm. we've already seen Kingpin. Yeah. And that's kind of where we were going. Um. But I don't know just the fact that they call him the leader. Hmm. I thought they just called him boss. I think one guy says, the one guy calls him boss, but the other says the leader is going to be mad or the leader is going to be upset. And so it's like, uh, I don't know. I, you know, this is one of those moments where it could be they could just stick with Kingpin as like we've already introduced him he's from another show or bringing him into the MCU and trying to like build up his especially if they're they're making the wrecking crew like very similar to like what we got in like Hawkeye Mm -hmm. it it just has this Hawkeye-esque feel to it Mm -hmm. but who knows? We make it so many different villains. Like, <laughs> like, what are we gonna do? I when, I can see like either one of these. Yeah, yeah. But I did think the thing that struck me about Boss is that it's gender neutral, and so I thought maybe these goons were hired by Titania because could, uh, Jen stopped her. Yeah, which which could, yeah, it very well could be. Mm-hmm. Um, because. Yeah, at at some point they're introducing too many new people, (laughs) and they have to like slow down to not like burn through everybody. But (laughs) and then what are they going to do with Titania? Is like, you know, are they going to move this in a direction where like, you know, she's just kind of like her own. She's she's the boss. She's the leader. Um, Is there going to be the connection with Doctor Doom? Or is there going to be any connection with any other characters? Yeah. Because they, you know, they could connect her with Kingpin. I mean, because I'm still curious to see, like, how are we getting 
Matt Murdock Daredevil. Like we've yet to see him. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be like the halfway point. So either if not next episode, maybe the one after I would expect we're going to get him introduced. Right. Which like I still, I, you know, I know that this is a contradicting theory to what I just said my theory is, but I still stand by my original theory that Kingpin's going to get in some sort of trouble and Jen is going to end up having to represent him in court and that's going to draw the attention of Daredevil and that's how we're going to get the Matt Murdock tie-in. So it could still be that, you know, the Wrecking Crew was hired by Kingpin to get She-Hulk's blood. It just seems like the if it is the leader that that we had from the Incredible Hulk, he mm-hmm. knows because that's how his brain started to expand was from the blood like dripping mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. Bruce's blood. So he knows that the blood can give you powers. So I don't know how we would believe that Kingpin would know that. Yeah. But I don't know. Nobody knows anything, you know, that's the joy of all this nonsense. <laughs> um, I do know that we are looking like towards the Thunderbolts uh, movie and the leader does have ties with the Thunderbolts. So it could be like this all could be a setup for that potentially. Um, Since I don't, I don't know that they're going to, I don't know how they're going to like shoehorn an introduction to the Thunderbolts in any other way. Because, hmm. like, I don't know. I just don't... I feel like She-Hulk... She-Hulk has, like, really good ties to a lot of different storylines that hmm. they could introduce through She-Hulk, whereas some of the other shows that we're going to get later don't really have a way to, like, smoothly transition into some of the later series or later movies. So I feel like they they have to like I don't know they have to be careful about which series they use to introduce characters for which movie mm. or which movie they use to introduce new plots for the shows. I I'm hoping that we're kind of leaning that way now where the series will have some sort of effect on the greater MCU as opposed to this you know the series the series talk about the sh- the movies but the movies never talk about the series. And it's like, yeah. Ah. So we'll see, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, that was the, the episode. She essentially gets a meal off. He has, he's on parole. He has to wear a power inhibitor, which like, I love the idea of power inhibitors and superhero stuff. And the science has never explained how a power inhibitor inhibits Anybody with power is power. It doesn't matter how you got your power. It works the same on everybody. It's just a general, you can't use your powers because you're wearing the power inhibitor. doesn't make any sense. It's the most, it's the like laziest thing, but I get it. Um, So he has to wear the power inhibitor. He's not allowed to turn into abomination or he goes back to jail. That's where we leave him. Uh, We leave the other storyline off like we said um 
and Pugliati was able to win the case for Dennis. And then for our end credit scene, we get uh, Megan the Stallion again, uh, and she is signing with uh, just uh, Jessica. She's uh, she's signing with Jen. But how? I don't know. I was going to ask that too. I was like, are we supposed to think that Megan Lee Stallion has some sort of superpower? Because yeah, the whole thing is that She-Hulk is in charge of the superpower mm-hmm. division. <laughs> I figured that Megan Lee Stallion was gearing up to sue the Light Elf for impersonating her. Ah, okay. Well, that- that's what I, that's what I thought. That that's not necessarily it. Maybe she's just putting uh, Jennifer on retainer as being her personal attorney, and Jen's like, I don't care if I'm supposed to be a superhero <laughs> human lawyer. Yeah, I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that I mean that makes sense because I I was confused when they came, like, when Dennis shows up in the first place, and they're like, oh, we're putting Jen on this because she's head of the superhuman division, but it's like. Mm-hmm. Well, but he's not a superhuman. So I think the superhuman division just means that it deals with cases where one of the parties has powers. It doesn't necessarily have to be whoever Jen is dealing with. So maybe I think that's a good, I'll buy it. (laughs) I'm on, I'm on board with that. I think that makes the most sense. Um, What doesn't make sense is what happens next where She-Hulk and Megan the Stallion have a twerking dance-off in her office. And I immediately was like, no. <laughs> Why is this how we ended this? This was the... Oh, come on. Like, and I don't know why, but... Whatever CG they use to make She-Hulk's business suit, it looks so bad. And it looks so big. And I just like, I don't, I didn't like it. And then she was dancing and it was like not smoothly animated and it didn't look good. And I was like, no, I I genuinely enjoyed this episode. And then that ruined it. <laughs> I do. No, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I did like that the, uh, the end credit pictures are being updated um Mm -hmm. not all of them but some of them are being updated to stuff that happened in the episode i thought that was cool and i hope that that continues because i know we've had that before where it's like something changes and then it never changes again and it's like oh okay uh so i hope they keep that up i realize that that's more work for you know the person who has to draw all those and Mm -hmm edit them in but it's really fun for us watching the credits and it makes people watch the credits which i think is important um so yeah that was episode three you guys have any other any other thoughts or anything that we missed there's like little things within the episode so one i didn't see if there was a qr code i did not see one i didn't catch anything there was uh, something that was referenced in episode two that had to deal with the Iron Man three sneakers. So there was like, a, I guess, an ad for them in episode two. And then um, essentially when uh, they were on YouTube looking up Megan the Stallion 
the impersonator <laughs> fight, there's a video related to the sneakers. Okay. Interesting. Which is kind of interesting. Um, if you remember like her, her board when, when they're in the court case, she has Wong in quotations. Just <laughs> <laughs> funny. Like, I wonder how that's going to get brought up at any point. Like, so is that your real name? The few remaining things that I took notes on were, first of all, like at the very bottom of the list is uh, the concluding line for this episode that made me laugh so hard, which is Jen saying, I will kill for you, Megan, these times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. And uh, the part at the beginning when it's showing all of the like uh, the online comments about Jen and She-Hulk and it's all these dudes being like, what, they had to make a girl one now? And I was like, this show predicted the dude bro backlash that it has prompted. Because <laughs> I've seen, as a result of this and the previous show being Miss Marvel, a lot of people being like, oh, so Marvel's woke now. We've got these girls and their shows and they're super powerful. I'm like, it's, it's in the comics. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> They also had a line in here that was, uh, they were speculating that her powers were the result of a mafia hit, which is almost kind of what it is in the comics. Like, uh, mm-hmm. one of the uh, people that she is taking on in court or has beaten in court puts a hit out on her. Hmm. <laughs> and Bruce saves her after she's been, like, shot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he has, she, yeah. he has to give her a blood transfusion, right? Yes. Yeah. See what? Which I didn't think Bruce was, like, what qualified to do that but i hey. guess if you're just a doctor in anything yeah. you're a doctor yeah. in everything he's a genius yeah uh really <laughs> quick i did find out there was a qr code in this episode uh <sighs> when pug is investigating evidence online about the elf you can spot the qr code on his computer screen and mm-hmm. it will give you uh the first issue of the 2004 she hulk series um, okay. which I believe has the origin story for Pugliati. So, hmm. interesting. I'll have to go back and look for that because I did not see that. But it's cool. We also get one other character from the comics, um, Mallory Book, uh, who's just, like, just quickly kind of like <clears throat> brought into the office. But... She's joining the law division, the superhuman law division, but I'm curious to see what kind of role she may play. If, if we'll even see her much, if they'll become rivals, if Mallory will have anything to do with like maybe partnering with Titania or I don't know. I'm curious to see like this kind of goes into that. How many villains are we getting or villainesque <laughs> people? Like she is also played by, Renee Elise Goldsberry, who is a very talented actress. But what she's best known for, especially in the last few years, is in Hamilton, she originated the role of Angelica Schuyler Church. Mm. And she won a Tony for it. She's so good in that show. So That's also, cool. if you're watching Disney+, Plus, be sure to take a little spin through Hamilton. Oh, it's yeah. Very good. I need and to. And watch how awesome she is in that. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. That's cool. I also realized I was saying his name wrong. Uh, it's Augustus Pug Pugliese, not Pugliati. I thought it was Pugliati, uh, but it's Pugliese. Pugliati sounds more right. Yeah, I like Pugliati too. <laughs> Maybe I'll just keep calling him that. I probably will. I'll probably forget that we had this conversation, and I'll keep calling him that. But 
Can we just call him Pugsley? <laughs> well, no, because the Wednesday show is coming on Netflix. We don't want people to think oh, this is a yeah. Adam's Family we podcast. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we'll, we'll start a new one. We'll call it Wednesdays, and it'll come out on Thursdays. Well, I hope that you listeners enjoyed this episode of She-Hulk as much as I did um, and are looking forward to next week's episode, which I am fully expecting everything to break wide open next episode <laughs> and it's going to be a completely different show and or maybe it will be like it'll be a different show, but in the complete opposite direction and it will be like a straight law and order. Um <clears throat> It's a Daredevil episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dun dun. Uh, I, I need a, I need like a better call Saul esque. Yeah. I'm already missing. <laughs> it's over. There's no more. I'm, and I already miss it. Maybe that's what they'll, maybe that's how they'll do this. Uh, I do think that the, the fourth wall breaks are fun and they are always funny. I don't know that they're always necessary. Um, and I'm not 100% sure why they chose to do them in She-Hulk. But I'm enjoying them. I'm hoping that it is some sort of like, maybe the director or the writer for this is like, I really want to work on Deadpool. Or yeah, Deadpool. Like, <laughs> let me just show them what I can do with fourth wall breaks. Yeah. Um, maybe. Or so. maybe Deadpool will show up. <laughs> the lady who's been directing this is a girl named Kat Coiro. And she directed uh, Marry Me, that Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson movie that just came out. Uh, so I don't know if Deadpool's in her wheelhouse. It might be. I mean, she can do anything that she sets her mind to, I suppose. But I mean, maybe Marry Me was her like foot in the door. And yeah. now She-Hulk is her, like, look what I can do. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, hire me. Uh, me too, Ryan Reynolds, hire me. Um <laughs> So, for my question this week, uh, I had a, a thinker for you all. Um, and maybe maybe we'll start next week. I'll, I'll have you guys, or we can all answer the question too. Um, because this one I was kind of excited for. Uh, I want to know if you could represent any hero or villain in a court case, who would it be and what would the case be? Mm. So, I'll let you all think on that. Really uh, good one. Listeners, let us know in the comments who you would choose and what would you be helping them get out of or what case would you be helping them win. Uh, and definitely listen for next week uh, because we will have our answers for that question for you as well. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Can I have a bonus <laughs> question? Yeah, do it. Let us know if you're going to go watch the extended No Way Home at the theaters this weekend yes yes i'm gonna try to go see it (laughs) let us know and then let us know if it if you thought it was worth it because i you know bonus bonus stuff isn't always great sometimes it's like well there's a reason they yeah (laughs) i'm a big my fiance and i are huge office fans and those Mm -hmm. super fan episodes don't do it for me it's oh, man. Okay. I am I am working through the office first time watch. <gasps> oh my yeah. gosh. First time watch. First time watch. I wish that I could enjoy it like that again. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, I, I just started like season 4 
Oh, it's getting good. Oh, really? Okay, okay, that's good. Because like by the I end, mean, by the end of season three, I was just kind of like, how can they stretch this to nine seasons? Oh man! Well, you'd be surprised if you like. Uh, <laughs> this will be a a for free uh, shout out to another podcast. If you like The Office and you like behind the scenes stuff, go listen to Office Ladies. It's oh. Jenna Fisher uh, and Angela Kinsey who play. Pam Beasley and Angela Martin in the office and they go episode by episode every single episode uh, and talk about how they shot the episode what it was like working on the episode they have like guest stars come in and talk about how it was like working on the office it's a great podcast so if you if you really like the office and you want to know more about the show check it out there's a free one now you guys have to you know, reach out to office ladies and be like, hey, can you guys plug Agents of Mace? <laughs> they plugged you for free. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we will see you all next week. Oh, also, really quick, keep your eyes and ears. Well, yeah, keep your ears open because it's a podcast. Um, <laughs> keep your eyes and ears open for our next giveaway. Um, it won't be next week, but it will be the following week. So, Get your phones ready or your computers ready, however you listen to this podcast. Uh, and check out our social media so you can see what's being given away and how you can enter to win. See you guys next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.